Hey, everyone. This is Alan Pupar with the All Dolphins podcast. I am very, very happy to be joined by longtime Dolphins columnist Omar Kelly to talk about all sorts of topics related to the Dolphins free agency, to Watango Vailoa, Byron Jones contract restructurings, and all the good stuff. Omar, how are you, my man? I'm excellent, Poop. How are you? Do do we do I officially call you Poop to the people, or is that like crossing a line? It's not crossing a line. It's out there. Some people know, some people don't. There's a very yes. long story behind the nickname. Uh, it's a play off the four first four letters of my last name, P O U P. And I know the people who don't like me on Twitter, <laughs> social media, have a fun time with it. Oh, really? Do oh, they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gotten Poop Fart all over the place. Oh, the Tuanon uh, has nicknamed you Poop Fart, or what? what is it? Uh, that mostly would be Tuanons and Tuaneers, as as they're also referred to. No, you can't change your name. You've been named Tuanon. Like, you, you, you can't. You can't change your name to an ear. Like, oh, it's not—it's not me who's calling him that. Is is other fans who are not to a fans call the people? Actually, to an ear could be a member of to an on. To an on is the whole movement, and a to an ear is a member of to an on. That makes a lot of sense. No, you're just a to an on member. Like, you can't throw a nickname on top of a nickname. Like, no, that's not how it works. And you can't give yourself your own nickname. To an on was given to you. You know. Uh, uh, Adam Beasley was the first person I ever heard use Tuanon, and from there we were all. Remember, we were in the media room. We were like, "Brilliant! Like this is this is brilliant!" And it became that forever. No, no, yeah, it's and it's a great nickname, and it's stuck. And it's I, I don't ever recall, and I don't know about you, ever a player who's got like his own nickname. Like even even players who were as polarized, like Tim Tebow, didn't have. Yeah, no, he didn't have. No, 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 he didn't have. And I say that Tuanon is probably, I would argue to people that Tuanon is a bigger fan base than Tebow's fan base. Because Tebow's fan base was built on the religious zealots and Gator fans. Tuanon's fan base is built on Alabama fans, bigger than Gator fans, um, Dolphin fans, uh, the religious zealots. The Polynesian community, all of Hawaii, like that's bigger than Tebow. That I, 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 come on, think about it. Is is his fan base bigger than Tebow's? And I would argue, not even to close. You, not even close. No, not even close. And the people who are in the media who re, who look at the analytics, like you look at the analytics for your sites, and I used to look at the analytics for my sites. It's no contest. Tuanon is stronger than Tebow's fan base. Yep. You, but you forgot to mention the people who love lefties. And I say that, of course, because I'm a lefty myself. So <laughs> I have to throw that out there. Here's another factor, too, though, that, that can make a difference is, let's say, let's say two was, what, 10 times the player or the quarterback that Tim Tebow ever was. I mean, okay, this that's too. fair. Not college, but yeah, yeah. bro, absolutely. No problem. No, yeah. Um, speaking of Tua, of course, to talk about the fifth-year option, you wrote a column for... Uh, SI Fan Nation, all Dolphins, you're all for it. You mean, you like him to uh, basically preparing for a wedding. So uh, in your own words, why exactly is it that, that you like to move so much? Well, for those who don't know, um, me and Pupar, we go back years. I, rem- I remember you when I was an intern at the Sun Sentinel in 1998. Yeah. Um, so people, you know, people, there is history there. And 
Um, we don't agree on, we agree on a lot of things. We agree on a lot of things. The one thing that we don't agree on in recent history is Tua. Not to say that you're a critic or, and not to say that I'm a supporter because, you know, Dolphin fans and Tua non, they like to put you, you need to clearly be in a box uh, in, in this Tua discussion and argument. If you are critical of him in any facet, you have to go into the hater pile. Mm -hmm. If you are, and to some fans, if you're supportive of him to, to a certain degree, you get to go into the Tuanon file or, or as big O calls it, you get to, to be a member of the train. You, you know, mm -hmm. I am, I'm a believer in Tua. I'm a supporter of Tua. Back when I was doing the, um, what is the name of the podcast I used to do? Uh, X's and Omar. The year before, Tua's junior year at Alabama, that whole season was tank for Tua's season. I didn't even pretend um, I'd be upset if they won games because you're messing up the prospect of getting Tua. Uh, luckily, they got Tua. And the reason I like Tua, which you have your reasons for not being a full-fledged believer and whether you want to share those with the people or not, or you can say, Oh, I, Oh, I will. I'm just letting, I'm just letting you yeah. get done first. I believe that he has the intangible and in time, I've always said in time when he's adjusted and has a full understanding of every concept that a defense can throw at him, which I suspected would have been, or is going to be the 2023 season. I believe he's going to enter the elite stratosphere. Now, the uh, and when I say the elite stratosphere, I mean he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. Now, arguably, you can say that about him last season when healthy. And he was in the MVP conversation. Don't deny it. He was in the MVP conversation well, that he for, was. Yeah, that he, for, to for say, a month. To say he was top five, I'm not sure, but I have my reasons for that, with, which I will share once yes. I have the floor. Now, I'm not naive enough to not realize that durability and concussions and injury history, because it's not just the concussions to me, it's just overall durability. When I was doing the draft evaluations and through my league context, I identified six teams, six. This is me personally identifying six teams that liked him, but they didn't have him on their draft board. And the reason that they didn't have him on their draft board wasn't the hip, it was we don't believe he'll have an NFL career longer than eight years. This is realistic, logistical. It's guessing and speculating as you do all prospects. But that was even before the concussions. They just felt like this guy can't take a hit. And for a quarterback, that's your your you don't want to waste your money, your resources, your time. So he wasn't on their draft boards. Now. So that's a valid, reasonable, realistic concern. But I feel like over time, the process of two years, he'll either prove he can be durable or he won't prove he can be durable. I believe he's already talent-wise an elite quarterback. The accuracy, the anticipation, the pocket presence, those are three things you never had from Ryan Tannehill, which is why I'm full-fledged. Wow, is that, is that the point of comparison? Is that the standard? We, it we is. Want a quarterback who's better than Ryan Tannehill? Okay. It is. It is. Ryan Tannehill will, will be recycled, will be waived by, will be traded, waived, whatever, by Tennessee. Maybe they keep him for a year, but he'll go and be the starting quarterback for another NFL team. He is, 
he's like the to me the 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 baseline of what you need for an NFL starter. Ryan Tannehill will probably walk away from the NFL making three hundred million dollars. That and and that's being average. So average for me is the baseline. What the goal is to get above average, which would be Derek Carr. So if can can you argue right now that Tua can't be Derek Carr? Uh, no, I, w- I wouldn't debate that. But my my point is you're playing here's, – here's what I would throw in here. So you're playing with an AFC where you mm-hmm. have to deal with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, who are going to be a major problem, and I may be forgetting somebody. And Aaron Rodgers for 2023 if he joins the Jets. And, yes, he's going he's gonna to ball out if he joins the Jets. Let's not just say that, well, he didn't play well in 2022. Yeah, he also had like a like a thumb issue, uh, and it was an aberration because last I checked, he was MVP the previous two years. Mm-hmm. And my question is, and I like Tua as a quarterback a hell of a lot more than a lot of people think I do. Okay, okay. my thing and is there are limitations. Fair. There are limitations with Tua. Okay, limitations uh, are well the arm. I mean, let's let's be honest. The arm is also did, not. Did he lead the NFL in big plays? And don't give me it's his receivers. Because somebody's well, got throws. It's totally his receivers. When somebody's when got throws. I'll give you an example. I'll give you several plays. Oh my God. Don't do this, poop. Oh, but I will. Trent Sherfield, first play at San Francisco. It's like a 10 yard slant where the, the 49ers take a bad angle and it turns into a 75 yard touchdown. Accuracy, anticipation, putting the ball it's in a position a, where a receivers yard, correct, have to run in stride. Big putting old, the ball. I mean, who could never do that. Tannehill could never put the ball in a position where the receiver can run in stride and just hit it. Catch the ball and hit it. Come on, Poop. My That's standard accuracy. is, Omar, my standard is higher than Ryan Tannehill. I, I was banging the drum I, it, saying the Dolphins will never win big as long as they have Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. I asked my wife how many times I told her that. I yes. remember after the. Oh, oh, yeah. No denying it. You, you were, remember you were, after the Thanksgiving Day game? The Thanksgiving night, sorry, Halloween night, when Cameron Wake beat him in Cincinnati in the parking lot. I told you after the game, Ryan Tannehill is too good an athlete to ever completely suck. He's not nearly instinctive enough to ever be more than average. That and was the day before Bullygate. It was after Bullygate. I'm pretty no, sure. No, Halloween night triggered Bullygate because I remember Richie Incognito oh, going going out as Superman. <laughs> that- I, that was a big, that was a big night in, in Dolphins history. But go ahead, continue. It yes. was so. So my base, I want a hell of a lot more than Ryan Tannehill. No offense, and mm-hmm. Tua being able to hit a guy in stride ten yards on the field. I know that he's going to do that. But this is where I go. Like, can we stop with uh, leading the NFL in in deep completion? He did that because of Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I mean, look at the little. 10-yard crosser to, to Jalen Waddle against Green Bay that turns into an 84-yard touchdown on the oh, stats. Wow. But that's good. And again, if you're going to tell me that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are going to be consistently that open and breaking big plays for the next three or four years, they there are a whole hell of a lot of quarterbacks who could deliver and get the job done. And Tua absolutely is one of them. And then you reduce to, strict, to strictly the durability issue. Okay, And I'm one of those color me skeptical with this idea of he's learning jujitsu. So it's not going to be a concern anymore. The concern is he's always going to get ragdolled in the pocket because he's not big and he's not quick enough to avoid mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. But, but, but you, you keep in mind, you're making all these. And I, I think every point you make, people don't understand. We have these discussions 
all the time, or we used to all the time. And we talk about it and we talk about our position. There's a quarterback in conversation from Alabama, smaller than Tua, being debated for the number one pick. I wouldn't draft him as the number one pick, but he's being either. He's being debated for the number one pick, same size, smaller. So it, it's you better know, athlete than Tua. Better athlete than Tua. He will not. He will. He will have much more of an ability to avoid. Tua is not them. a bad athlete. Tua is not a bad athlete. Tua can run. If Tua wanted to, Tua can be a scrambler. Tua can run. Now, I'm not saying he could be Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, but he can he can be Ryan Tannehill runner. Now, I do I want him to? No. But it, it, we're, we're sitting here. That if, if that's your biggest concern, the arm, which he sat there and silenced you by saying, hey, I led the NFL in big play production. No, again, see, but this is where, again, this is where you're going strictly by stats. I'm going by what my eyes told me. No, it's not my only concern. It's also not only the idea of hitting big plays. It's also throwing the ball outside the numbers. And it's also making things happen off schedule, which is a problem when we saw when his receivers were covered against the Chargers. That was a pretty, pretty ugly game. And down the stretch, not a whole lot happening. And, you know, uh, that's that's another concern. So I will give you outside the numbers, but then there are people who will show you the instances where he hit it, he hit it, he hit it, he hit it. He, he, he I will give it to you. 50-50 on outside the numbers, depending on whether he's pl- perfect placement. If he's perfect placement, he could hit it. If he's not perfect placement, it could be bad. Correct. The margin forever is much smaller. Margin for, yes. And but I will not give you the ex I think a lot of times he gets himself into trouble off script and extending plays. And even Nick yeah. Saban said that made that main criticism at Alabama. And I think that that potentially that that's a fine line that can lead to him getting seriously hurt. Because if you look at generally all the plays where he did get hurt, it was extending plays, the ribs, the the first concussion one, concussion two. Um, so the finger. Like Are you saying concussion, concussion three or no? We're not going there. No, we're not going there. Okay. I, I, concussion one, concussion two. And the first one against Cincinnati, if you recall the play, there was an overhead shot in the all 22. He's got Jalen Waddle wide open, doesn't see him immediately. Then he keeps scanning the field, scanning the field. And all of a sudden he's got the big guy coming at him and he tried to do, and this is where, this is where limited athletic mm-hmm. ability. You think Bryce Young is not able to juke past that big defensive tackle from the Bengals to Josh Dupau, <sighs> where, where Tua tried and the guy got his hands on him and slung him to the ground. They're, they're, they're better athletes in the NFL. We don't know that with, with in college with Bryce Young. We'll, we'll see. No, we'll see. You're right. So, so we'll see. Um, but getting to the question that you asked me, the fifth-year option buys you time. I not only trigger the fifth-year option, I probably tag him the next year in 2024, and he won't like it, but collectively, he'll probably have walked away with nearly $100 million for the first six years of his NFL career. Oh, cry me a river that I'm not giving you $200 million. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, and I'm buying myself time because I need to know. I need to see. And it doesn't make any sense. And and this is where this is where in the back of my mind I remember the exact NFL executive telling me, "We don't. We simply don't believe he's going to have longer than an eight year career. And why would we make that investment 
if 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 we do because you could go down the line and invest okay i get to the first four years and then he's he's above average and then i give him a multi-year deal and then he can't play out the multi-year deal because he can't stay healthy anymore now if i give you that multi-year deal we're talking an investment of at least let's be conservative by the time he gets to it maybe 140 million dollars um, if I don't believe 140 in terms of guaranteed money, really 200 million. Up. If I don't believe you're going to be playing for me for the next decade, why am I doing that? Um, and so I'm buying myself time by not only the fifth year option, which is easy money, e the easiest decision that the Dolphins had to make this offseason. Simply the easiest. I would as even as your own. I would I would even have a harder debate about extending Christian Wilkins as opposed to playing him on his fifth year option, then I would have triggering to his fifth year option. Like it's the easiest decision for me. It's easier, a, a, easier than releasing Byron Jones with a post one post June one designation. I, 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 I never expected Byron Jones to be here. So it was, I, even if Byron Jones played a healthy season last year, he wasn't going to be worth what he was making this year. Right. So that's, cut. That was an easier decision than. No, it was never a decision. It was never a, on the table. It was, it was, I, when he signed his initial deal, I knew he'd never play here in 2023. Like that was never, that was, you know, that was probably one of the worst Dolphins contracts in the history of Dolphins contracts. And there've been a lot of bad contracts in the history of Dolphins contracts. So, so, you know, I never thought he'd be here. So that was never a decision. Like okay. I was shocked. Well, if, you're, was if you're, if you're, if you're, playing loose with the definition of the word decision. Um, okay, fair enough. But yeah, it's okay, because then I could throw out, well, restructuring Tyreek Hill also was a very easy decision. No, I don't know about that because, man, you probably wrote to him a check for $20 million. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a big check. Well, that's but what is it to an 83 year old billionaire owner who really, 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 really would like for his team to get to the Super Bowl or at least make a big run, legitimate big does. run before what, you know, he, while he's still around before he hits the big one. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have to worry about that. Both of them I have to worry about later, but Tyreek is always going to, it gives Tyreek more control and more leverage, which would make me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So you understand what I'm saying? So no, that no, would... I trust me here. And I'm not, I was, I don't know about you, but it's, it was great and all that. And I don't mean to get off topic, but it was great and all that to see him smoke what looked to be like a pretty weak field in that 60 meter race yesterday. But do I really want Tyreek Hill to be running track races in the off season? I, I would rather him do that than anything else. Like how's he going to get hurt in track? He's going to strain a half. Pop a we know he. Pop a we hamstring. Know, okay, no, we know worry about straining him. Don't worry about popping a hamstring. Okay, then you shut him down and you get him ready for the season. Uh, he, you, he, if he's going to be training himself and and getting himself better speed wise and being like who right now? Yeah, I mean this is Tyree Kill. He does whatever he wants, but giving him that giving him that restructured contract, this is it gives him more power, leverage, influence, potentially extends him here another year longer than he need than he than he probably would be. Probably puts you in a worse situation when he's gonna he's gonna always want to shake you down and be a top three paid receiver in the league, which it, I fully support because when players have the have the hammer, they need to swing it. And Tyreek will is gonna swing the hammer. Now, this 
shows you, hey, I can be team friendly too, but I'm gonna always want my money. So, uh, you know, so two is an easy decision for me. And and, and Tyron Armstead. Ooh, I don't know if I like that one. I, I like the player, but I'm sorry, throughout the course of your NFL career and you're 30, you've never really proven that you could stay healthy, even though you were a pro bowler last season. Your team would have been astronomically better if you were actually healthy. Now, well, what are we going to do to ensure that you can play now? You've just extended his con- you've just restructured his contract, basically giving him another year here. Now, potentially he can extend his contract later on. He can restructure his contract later on when he's probably 70% the player. But do are you sure you want him when he's 70% the player he is now? No, I, I didn't like that one particularly myself. And dude, like last year it was. I mean, was it knee, toe, hip, bicep? I mean, and then the dude's like, I don't know, 32, 33. I'm like, I'm, I was like halfway thinking, I, I think somebody, <clears throat> did somebody ask him like the idea of quote unquote retirement after the season? I, I don't know if it came up, but wow. I almost thought about it. Well, because he's old, he's going through, he's been through a season where it's been one thing after another, never played at 100%. Uh, he's is- never played a full season once in his entire NFL career. And the, I mean, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. But at some point, I mean, he, he's going to want to play all he wants. But at some point, the, the breaking down of the body ain't going in, yeah. the, in another direction. This this is his retirement destination, as it is for most yeah. veterans. Wow. I mean, people don't realize this, but like 40% of the league lives in Florida. And a large percentage of them live in Miami. And they love to play here. Tehran, what I, what I don't like about that deal is basically you had the opportunity to get out of that contract after this season. And now you do not. So it is what it is. It was a signal that Steve Ross is going to do Steve Ross this offseason, which should, if you're a Dolphin fan, you should be delighted, excited, and enticed by it. So, and, but it, it basically shows you, hey, here's my wallet. I don't have my wallet. Here's my wallet. Go spend, go spend what's in it. Yep. And I'm like, I, and I love Steve Ross for that. Like, I I, I do love Steve Ross for that. It, there are very few owners who will put their team in that position every single offseason. Yeah. Um, going back to our original point before we so, so we can close the Tua chapter and the fifth year option. My only issue with it, and the more I thought Go ahead, about it. Justify I, yourself to Tuna. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I, I first started off as, I'm Alan Pupor. I'm not a member of Tuna. Um I first started off being very much against the fifth-year option. Then I kind of like, okay, I can see both sides. And there's risk involved, obviously. If Tua takes a step back to where the performance is really mediocre, mm-hmm. then you're basically giving him $23 million. And, okay, I, I I don't expect that. I think he's going to be fine. I don't know yeah. to what level, but I, he's he's a good quarterback. He'll, know, he'll never be elite. mediocre. He'll never okay. be mediocre. I agree because he's too accurate. I don't know if he's – Elite, but that's a different conversation for another day. I he will he will never be mediocre again. He will probably be fragile again, but he will never be mediocre. Okay, no, but th- okay, that's what I'm saying. But the other thing is, okay, so now play the scenario of where he balls out, and lo and behold, he plays 17 games. Mm-hmm. At that point, would you not be inclined if you're the Dolphins to be like, okay, this is our guy. He's at he has checked off all the boxes. No, time for a long term deal. No, that's one season. 
That, no, so you need two more. So now you're going to be talking five years down the road. So my point yeah. is like exactly, exactly how many years? Because you're talking about in, him in terms of a relationship. That is a hell of a long time for dating. Uh, I, I, I can I'm tell sorry. you, I didn't date my wife nearly that long before we got married. Uh, I kind of, I kind of, I, I knew long before that. Um, considering your dating history, considering who you are, as I wrote in the column, you have been horrible at QB relationships for the last two decades. You have cheated on and, and, and like you have all, you know, you, you married Tannehill way too early and like, and knew you weren't in love. Um, you tried to force the Chad Henney relationship you you had you know good flings with Ryan Fitzpatrick and you know you, you Cutler you like you you know you got a bad history bad capital B capital A capital D don't marry him until you're absolutely sure and I need two seasons of you playing eighty five percent of the games at a high level and then I pay you whatever you want. Okay, that, and, that, that's and, actually a very good, that's a very good, once you phrase it like that, I, I'm- And understand, I'm a believer that he will, he will do that, but I don't, I don't, fifth year option, if you want to complain about $24 million, go look at everybody else in the league and tell me how many players are making $24 million, and then at that point, it'll be 32, 33, $34 million for a franchise tag. And I buy you another year. If you want to play hardball with me, oh, well. I'm also, caveat of that, I'm also drafting a young quarterback early this year. And have no shame about it. If if it's a second pick, second round pick, oh, well. I, as an organization, the one thing that they've never done is they've never been smart about hedging their quarterback bets. And I think you need to stop being an idiot about how you operate with that position. And and I and even though I'm a full supporter of it, you are an idiot for picking. Even though I'm a full supporter of it and literally cried when they drafted Tua, I'm a full supporter of the thought process that Herbert Tua and I still would have went Tua from a durability yeah, standpoint. You lost, you lost me there, but okay. You you were from a durability standpoint, you were the, you you're an idiot for not picking Herbert. From a durability standpoint, not talent standpoint. Well, you just said you would have picked two over. I, I would have because I, because I was too far in, too far down. But now we're we're four years in, and durability. Eh, can what what percentage would you say that he you would put that he'll play eighty percent of his games the rest of his career? Probably not terribly high. Give me a number. So eighty percent. I'm to do my math here. It's to be twelve out of sixteen would be seventy five. So let's say it's thirteen games out of seventeen. Uh, I mean, yeah, he missed like five. Was it five games last year in the regular season? No, he missed four games in the regular season. The fact that you have to. So he did play. Game. He did play eighty percent last year in the regular season. Oh, okay. That's not he bad. Played thirteen out of seventeen. Oh, okay. All right. That's not. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. I. I don't. But but the fact that do do you even debate that with Herbert? No, and the uh, dude and the dude played with cracked ribs last year, and 
I, I think again, I know it's it's a pointless debate because the, the the Dolphins did what they did. And my thing is, I didn't watch Herbert enough in college. I, I I'll admit that. And all I heard is he's got a lot of Brian Tannehill in in him, and mm-hmm. that immediately was like to me was like no 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 please no mm-hmm, no mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. personality but I, I've, too. I've seen him play, and he's 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 crazy talented. And <laughs> when things fall right for him. I mean, you're talking like an MVP type of guy. Um, and one point I would do want to make, because it's funny, I see some of the comments on social media. Some people were accusing you, actually, of not always being a Tua supporter. My Lord, for anybody watching this who thinks that Omar has not always been on Tua's side, you are crazy. Um, Thank you. And with yes. that, we will wrap up this Tua discussion.